1: I'm too, Billy, and you book a match with me—that's right, Killing! Look at me—I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to? Stephanie?
0: <laughs> Wrestle Roasts on ad-free shows and ATC. Welcome everybody to Wrestle Roasts. I am your host, the most, Captain King Pirate Saint Germain. I am here with Robert Carpelous. We're going to be talking dynamite. We're going to be talking an Elimination Chamber preview. Uh, We got a lot to talk about. But first, Robert, we're on the road to WrestleMania, our podcast, which means we got a lot of exciting stuff coming up, and I've got our whole WrestleMania schedule.
2: Um, I, I can't wait to hear it, apparently.
0: Here it is, February 27th. We've got the roast of Ahmed Johnson, and we're going to review Elimination Chamber March 3rd, Ruin Immediate, Revolutionary and Revolution Preview. March 10th, Revolution and Dynamite Review. March 24th, we're going to do a promotional draft. We each get 15 guys to start from from both companies. We do a snake draft. They have to be active wrestlers. March 31st, this is our roast of the month. I want to just have one this month to make it big. It's the roast of John Cena, folks, and our WrestleMania Preview. Probably our biggest episode yet. April 7th. Uh, we're going to be doing our WrestleMania review. If you're a member of our Patreon, so a member of our five dollar tier, we have the roast of Mickey Rourke, February 27th. We are off March 6th, WrestleMania 27th, which is the first time they went Hollywood. March 13th, we are reviewing They Live. March 20th, the roast of John Moxley. That's our Patreon roast. March 27th, we're off, and we will be doing another show for our patrons and uh, we will be taping that wrestlemania weekend where we will be doing a secret roast and this is the biggest secret roast we've ever done with a question and answer big news on the patreon um, i am no longer going to be doing the 10 dollar tier i may pop in here and there um and uh, rob will be still rob will still be doing raw we're going to still have three extra episodes a month you know that you everything you would get in the 5 dollar tier um but as far as the 10 dollar tier i just uh i'm i'm a little bit oversaturated saturated with wrestling folks i need to watch enough to not jump off uh, a building
2: <laughs> and and to that end two things guys to keep in mind number 1 at the 10 dollar tier uh it was always just sort of the extra dan and i talk, talking about raw dan started adding an extra show to it so you're not losing anything number 2 we all know dan we all love dan we, we've taken this journey with dan dan will be sick of wrestling and then two weeks later you're going to get like six nxt reviews from him <laughs> uploaded like he's just like i just watched all not, the I, episodes look, I, I think i
0: may drop in an episode a month it's just you know with the ten dollar tier this is essentially it if you're spending five dollars a month you get three extra episodes if you're uh spending $10 a month, you get seven extra episodes because Robert does Raw Review every week. So you're still getting a really good deal. Um, and I may, you know, pop something in here and there. But And uh, by
2: May, he means Will. And there's always extra shit that comes up as it breaks during the week. For those of you who aren't at the $10 tier, it's like, as stuff comes up, we jump on, we do extra episodes, bonus stuff. It's a lot of fun. It's the best value in wrestling Patreon history as a wise man once said. Not the wise man uh Paul Heyman, but uh you know a secondary wise man who has a a pretty decent beard, Mr. Saint Germain.
0: That's true. I'm a I'm I'm a wise man, but it's it's the potato chips. Um that, those okay. are
2: in, those are in the beard. That was the, uh they're they're the they're crunchy. Uh just just to lay the groundwork here, Scott will be joining us in a little while. We'll be talking dynamite with him doing elimination chamber, but I'm gonna take the driver's seat here for a moment. Uh, because this was one of those rare weeks where Monday Night Raw took place in uh, in the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. I watched it on on TV. Uh, Dan was there live. And you and did so not
0: get to do a Raw review, so I want to hear your thoughts. Uh, I did, did not get to do a Raw review. I did do a live Raw review, folks, uh, which you can get on the $10 tier. I had a blast. Um I'm pulling up the raw results now, Rob. I've got them up. Overall, what, what what did you think of the show?
2: So I thought it was a a really solid three-hour show because, again, you're, you're doing two things at once, and, I, and this is so weird to say and actually mean it as opposed to my normal corporate shill. They're getting you excited for Elimination Chamber, and they're getting you excited for WrestleMania, and they're not shortchanging one for the other. I think if you look at what they did throughout the three hours, you advanced everything forward to someone saying, man, I can't wait to see Elimination Chamber on Saturday. And also, man, I can't wait to see what they do for WrestleMania. That's how it came across on TV. And it seemed like from the broadcast, the live crowd had a great time.
0: We did. I mean, my whole feeling about I had a great time. If you if you went into the show wanting great work, work rate, you got a good main event, and almost every other match wasn't very good. Uh, I thought the Street Profits and, and Judgment Day match was better than reviews said, especially it was better live. But maybe I was just impressed at how over these guys were. Dynamite for sure had the better wrestling this week, but Raw was a way better show. Um, and and because like I saw, I I remember more from Raw two days ago, and I don't think it's just because I was there. Than I do about the dynamite that I saw earlier today. So,
2: um, well, same goes for Tony Khan.
0: <laughs> well, D- Scott made a, a, I think it was Mike, well, Mike actually, who we thought was gonna be on the pod today. I don't think he can make it, but Mike made a good point, which was, uh, are, can two wrestling companies be good at the same time? And I don't know. I think besides 1997, where the NWO stuff was like still a little fresh. WWE started cooking on all cylinders and ECW was great. There hasn't been another year where there's been two good wrestling companies at the same time. I, I guess if you want to say like 2016, WWE was pretty good and new Japan was really good, but um, for the most part, it doesn't happen. And it seems like AEW and WWE have really flip flopped creatively in that, you know, like it, you know, like SmackDown has become a must-see show and and raw has must see segments so like that wasn't the case and now dynamite i mean i can't tell you really one thing that you needed to see on dynamite like even if you go on the because they announced a bunch of matches for revolution even if you went on the wicked revolution wikipedia page it's kind of all matches you would already predict you know you have john moxley and and hangman page and a texas death match you have MJF is Daniel Bryan and a Iron Man match, which we've we've known about for a while. We have this tag team match between the guns and the Acclaim, but they're adding two teams. So that would be only a new thing. And then Wardlow, Samoa Joe. So it's it's all stuff that you kind of knew, like has been kind of baked into the product. Um,
2: So we'll we'll, and we'll and we'll get to we will have plenty of time and opportunity when Scott is here to uh, fillet. AEW, but I don't uh,
0: think it was as bad as reviewers or you guys said it was. By the way, I think
2: it's it worse. Very good. But we'll, uh, we'll explain. We'll All explain right. and justify why. But I think Raw. Look, Raw. Uh, I'm curious. So Raw opened with uh, with Becky Lynch uh, mm-hmm. saying that she wants to fight her her way into the chamber. Bailey comes in, interrupts, and uh, Bianca's like, "I don't really care. Like, let's you know bring on the more the merrier." And it leads to a triple threat main event. As far have- as opening raw to say, look, we're gonna deliver a huge main event for you tonight. I thought that worked, but maybe I'm mistaken. I just I don't think babyface Becky Lynch is getting the reaction now that like the man was getting a few years ago. The heel enough. turn
0: hurt her, man. The heel turn really hurt her. I don't think it has anything to do with what she's doing now. She was still over. People were excited to see her. She's beautiful in person, by the way. I, I said that before, but I absolutely like movie star, pretty in person, um, she's a great promo. But that heel run really hurt her, man. She was good at it. She was like Austin's heel run. It's very similar to when Austin came back as a babyface, where people are cheering because they genuinely like him, but they're still they still kind of have PTSD from the heel run. And I, and I think that's what Becky's dealing with right now um Bianca on the other hand was like fucking nuclear over once she gets her promos a little tighter or they do like a heel run she goes back to a baby face she may be the most over women wrestler they ever had she has the potential to be anyway she's not as over as the man uh was but she has the potential because I don't know what it appeared like watching from you know from the boob tube, Robert, but from the building, people were like fucking dancing. People were like into it. And Bailey has real heel heat, you know, people love her and love booing her. It's not, it's not like Adam Pierce where it was just like, oh man, I hope a light falls on this guy's head. Uh, Yeah. I, I, I was just surprised at just how over these three women, I mean, I'm not surprised I knew it, but it's just really nice to see how over these three women are and when they announce the main event you're like that's a great ima- main event and it doesn't feel like you're doing it for representation it feels like you're doing it because that's the best match you can have on that show besides like you know cody versus brock which they're not going to waste
2: on a raw correct and as far as women's triple threat main events go i think it was the best of the week uh but yeah bianca does feel like she is the the you know, torchbearer of the show. She is the main focus as opposed to she happens to be champion, but that lies elsewhere in terms of who your your top star is. And she did come across as a star and she's done that uh, of late. Uh, next was the Street Profits against Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Uh, you had Edge involved in this. You had Rhea Ripley make her surprise return here. I thought Street Profits look great in this match. Montez Ford is a, huge start. Dawkins has been improving his game a lot. Uh, I'm, I'm sure the crowd was all over. And he's been getting in
0: shape too. I mean, he's, you know, oh, well, yeah. man. I know Dawkins is body type, <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, he could easily look like me, you know what I mean? And he does not. So that's a
2: big win for him. Now was Dom as over in person as it seemed on TV?
0: People fucking love booing Dom. Dom completely understands his role uh dom and Rhea are the you know like i don't know if you heard they start chanting eddie's son um like you know like he's just he's perfect man he's perfect in this role and he's kind of like he's smart he you know whoever came up with this creative and and i'm gonna give whoever came up with the creative and him credit because you know we know Dom, dom is a passable wrestler but if you're gonna make him the young hot like guy who can do stuff He's not Montez Ford, you know, even though Montez is a little older, but he's not jungle boy, Jack Perry. He's not Sammy Guevara. He's not a guy who's going to blow your mind in the ring. So having this like kind of rich nepotistic son, I mean, it's just a great, you know, like, and there's just fun, like, you know what he is kind of in a weird way, Robert, it's, uh, it's nothing like the character, but in the way that he's being used, it's kind of like Eugene in the sense that like, I never want to see Dom with a champion, but if they built, you know, Dom versus Brock on SummerSlam is not the main event, but one of the matches that would be a fun attraction match.
2: You it, know, it would be. I mean, and and Eugene had his had a unique charm and there was definitely something special and a little off about him. Speaking of what which Scott <laughs> Chaplin just showed
0: up.
3: <laughs> Scott, what up, what's Green? going on, buddy? Thank you for what's up. Uh, so I don't I don't know what you're talking about. Huh. Hey, um but are we pitching because I like this idea because Dom is like this fake thug to yeah. eventually slowly turn him face as he like slowly wins by like somehow pulling off being a fake thug? Because that could be fun. I, I want to see him I, you know, I want, I want to see look, him
2: against Todd Chrisley. <laughs> like, that's your payoff.
0: No, you know what would be a great feud I'd actually see? Booker T versus Dom. Because Booker T actually served hard time.
2: Well, MVP served hard time. But MVP, MVP doesn't
0: wrestle anymore.
2: Well, MVP wrestles more. He wrestles. He just doesn't want to wrestle. Uh, Booker supposedly is retired. But I think MVP uh, versus Dom could be a lot of fun. So, Scott, we're, we're, we're no,
3: talking I about think, Raw. I uh, think, do, I think Dom... In in Saudi Arabia would be fun.
0: Yeah, that would be fun. Are are you on board? Do you love this Dom gimmick as much as us, Scott? Yeah, I love it. I think it's awesome. It's, it's fantastic. It's smart. I mean, you know, it's just he's not gonna be able to compete work rate rise with some of these younger guys, you know. Dude, it's
3: literally maybe what top three or four things in wrestling right now, right? Storyline yeah, wise, I would he's, say he's
2: so. He's yeah. Um, next thing I want to touch on that it was on raw that I think is legitimately would have been my high spot. Um so Patrick Mahomes wins the Super Bowl there's this great uh, footage of him getting the WWE title in the locker room surrounded by media he puts it on and then there was a still photo of him in his limo after the Super Bowl holding the holding the the, the Lombardi trophy with the WWE title wearing sunglasses what a cool fucking moment as a wrestling fan! For who? What these. do
3: you make commercials? What are you, cra- what are you crazy? <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> he was holding right the, the, the AEW <laughs> All Atlantic title. It's you know what? Yeah, but what, you, see, what they, you didn't see, what you didn't see, Robert? W- no,
0: I'm sorry. What you didn't see, Robert, was a uh, Jackson Mahomes was twerking in these stardom title that was on TikTok. So. <laughs> that would have been
2: way better. I th- sorry, look, as a, a as a wrestling fan, I think it's it's a good look to see like these guys get like this is a cool thing i'm gonna take a picture after winning the super bowl with the wwe title in the same way it was the old like i'm going to disney world like it's it's nice for them to see that kind of representation of the WWE well, title. Scott, I'm, we, we know, sorry it wasn't you, the Robert, new Japan Scott, what's your fucking it's called, title. No,
3: it's called product placement, and it's the reason the belt has looked like shit for years.
2: Title, Scott. We don't because, use that B word. Because
3: it's a okay. giant fucking WWE symbol. It looks like shit. It's been done look like shit, and they keep letting it happen. It might as well be a McDonald's arch. It looks bad. <laughs> Everybody knows this. It's just product placement. Good Coca Cola.
2: Hold like, on, okay, but what, the other so what, then Triple
3: H, the- let's let, let the winning team fuck Steph or something. And uh, well, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, where did we get to there? I don't know.
0: <laughs> I mean, it I mean, just that, felt you like
3: that. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's like it's like uh, it, it's to see that. Then that's the MVP who who lasts the longest with her, you know? Nobody, man. I feel like she would tear you up. Yeah, I know. And then Triple H goes, give back the title.
0: it's after the ticker tape okay my question is robert this is the question i had for you and i think it's it's an interesting question now obviously tony khan owns an nfl franchise he owns jacksonville jaguars now he could if the jacksonville jaguars win the super bowl he could obviously give them the titles but would it be weird for him as an nf as somebody who is in the jacksonville jaguars corner to like robert 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 keeps dipping in and out but my question is, would it be weird? Or Scott, maybe answer this. Would it be weird <laughs> if he owns the Jacksonville Jaguars if he did the same thing with the AEW titles and gave them to people? Do you think that Jacksonville fans would be pissed off?
3: Can I just don't do I just don't get it. I just think it's weird. I think like uh, you know, I don't know. Um like, imagine, like, you love something so much, right? And that's football or whatever it is. It's mm-hmm. Imagine there was a title for comedy, right? That's what the Super Bowl ring is and, and that big award. I think it's whoever's the new Musinex guy. No, but, like, yeah. <laughs> but you know, like, imagine whatever your passion is, you get an award for it. and And his passion is a Super Bowl ring and that big trophy. And then you get it and you, like, ditch those things and wear a belt that has nothing to – it's, like, silly. I think it's kind of – silly and dumb but not i don't even care that much i just that's my first thoughts on it i could care less i just it's certainly not a high spot it's like Jeez. a oh let me go take a leak spot
0: robert uh the question that i had is now tony khan owns jacksonville jaguars if could he do this with other nfl teams or would that be considered like a betrayal of the jacksonville jaguars
2: who tony sent in the yeah. AEW title yeah, they wouldn't know what the fuck it is. It hasn't like it's like uh, the other high spot I was gonna talk about. It, I don't care. Was someone showed Paul Rudd, uh, Orange Cassidy, this guy, this guy from I think GQ uh, or Vanity Fair. Uh, I'm not professional. I not have to fucking look it up. And was like, did you know there's a character based on you, uh, your wet hot American summer persona? He had no clue. Like, that is the level of recognition AEW has versus everyone knows the WWE title. It's it's iconic, it's important. Speaking of iconic and important... Paul Rudd's a...
3: never retweeted an Orange Cassidy clip?
2: <laughs> no, apparently apparently not. Uh, you know, he's busy counting his fucking money from Ant-Man 3, which, you know, I, uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to Mike seeing it and pointing out all the ways in which it was inaccurate from the uh, Kang comic book. Of 1972 uh dan there was a brock lesnar bobby lashley segment where they did the contract signing brock at one point put a cowboy hat on a small child and then ripped it off his head And well,
0: i guess ant-man's getting better
2: i views. thought for sure he was taking that kid's skull with him uh yeah that was, that was
0: kind of fun to watch i guess that i guess that cowboy hat i mean cowboys hats cost like seven hundred dollars like they're not a really good cowboy hat you know you can't just give it to some fucking stupid kid in the front row. Hell
3: yeah, dude! Let them know. <laughs> know. Let them know. Let the listeners know, Dan. Well,
0: let, let me tell you something. Brock is not Brett. Okay, no. Brock's not. Brock's not going to make a kid's day because he thinks that he's their hero. Yep. You know that's just not his character. Um, I thought the segment was good. You know, Ashley's obviously limited on the mic, but you know, I thought the backdrop that uh that Brock took was brutal, and and the the spear spot was really good too. Um uh, yeah, I like this form of Bobby Lashley a lot. He's like a ripped Apollo Creed or something like that. Like that's the character. Um, it'll be interesting. It's the only we you know we'll get to the elimination preview chamber preview, but it's it's the only match I really don't think I know the winner of because and, and it it it's not because it's a compelling story, like it could go either way, it's because I don't know if Brock wants to work with Lashley Lashley again or they want Brock to work with somebody else.
2: Uh, yeah, no, we'll, we'll talk about him. and get to chamber preview. So a couple of things I just want to touch on before we wrap up raw, there was uh, the Baron Corbin promo that gets interrupted by Sami Zayn coming out. And then there was the Sammy Cody promo that I thought was excellent because they basically just ran head into the, the big question everyone has, which is how are you able to promote Cody going up against Roman and Sammy going up against Roman and make it, kind of make sense without the audience turning on cody rose and they somehow stuck the landing it's like they remember that Sami Zayn is supposed to be a paranoid uh insecure dude as opposed to he suddenly turns baby face and he's an insurmountable monster uh and cody kind of giving him this pep talk like I thought it worked, and it seemed, at least from the TV, from watching on TV, that the crowd was super into it. I mean, were they were they still? The crowd all was in super into it.
0: Unfortunately, I was sitting next to a woman who had an uncomfortable uh, infatuation with Roman Reigns and wouldn't stop fucking screaming at Sammy that he's going to lose. So that was my cross to bear during that segment. But I really thought from Baron Corbin getting interrupted to Cody beating Baron Corbin, that was just great creative from from top to bottom. Obviously the Corbin and Cody match sucked, but that wasn't the point. Uh the point was that like, oh, okay, we get to see this guy be a badass after being a really nice guy. Um and uh you know, the segment was fantastic. Um we'll talk about, you know, how we think the finish is going to go, but that was, you know, that was the thing. Everything else of the night I'm probably not going to remember in a couple of years, but I'm going to remember that promo. You know, like that that's something I'm going to be like, "Wow, I got to see that live."
2: That was cool. The you know, finish your story. I'm gonna finish mine. I, I think they're they're I think Mike had texted it to us in the group. He was like, they both have their reasons for what they want to have done, and it both kind of makes sense. Scott, what'd you think of that promo?
3: Um, I thought it was better than the Heyman Cody one wow. last week. Wow. And okay. I was uh in love with that one. It's just I like these characters more in this story, which is crazy to say because Cody just came back. He like you go how is he even in the story? But he is and he's the main character cuz he's main eventing WrestleMania no matter what happens on Saturday. So I don't know, I mean like yeah, I'm I'm crazy about this segment, man. I thought it uh it did everything. And you know why why else I love it just from a creative standpoint? Cody Heyman, you go, that needed to happen. And maybe it didn't need to happen right then, but it did need to happen. Sammy Cody didn't need to happen, and it didn't need to happen before Saturday, and I don't think anybody of us would have guessed it. And the fact that it did, you're like, okay, let's fucking do this. Yeah, it but was
0: pulled off well. I mean, imagine, Scott, if Vince was booking that segment, he'd have them brawling. or that He'd have them brawling in the segment and then be forced to tag together against the Usas the other night. That would be
3: Oh, it. I mean, yep. yeah, I mean... Vince would not understand. Whoever's, again, behind all of this, uh, I don't think Vince would would understand the yeah, the subtlety to it, because it does come off subtle. It's not when you're watching it, there's so much fire to it. And it's like, it's like the greatest little saga, you know, but if you read it on paper, it's like, okay, this is a lot of dialogue and a lot of back and forth. What the fuck are you talking about? Um, And it's not like me, 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 da, 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 da. It's like, you know, believe in yourself. I mean, to to let Sammy be not sure going into Saturday. Uh, That's a really, really bold choice. And then the way they turned it, I mean, we'll talk about it when we talk about the, the preview, I guess, because, I think this sets up some, like, really fun predictions, right? He's and the most charged, complex wrestling this character. This changes some shit in a really fun way, I
2: think. It does, and it aligns with who Sammy is. It's like in Oh, Vince even World, more than ever. It's, yes, like, dude, it's like Vince World, you turn, and suddenly you're a totally different person, and that's why the fans abandon you. But Sammy was always the conspiratorial, like, hey, I'm here because you said you want to face me, so you really think I am I can beat Roman? Because, like, that dude's in God, like, he's going to destroy me, right? Like, I love that. I love that they yeah, were willing to have that
3: moment. Well, exactly, because exactly, like, like, Sammy, remember the last few years being this guy, like, he was the, the Che Guevara character, you know, he wanted yeah. to overthrow, like, the Empire. Well, it turns out, it's like, it's been it's been this, it's been the bloodline, you know? And remember when he, first, I mean, this whole storyline has been, we've been so in love with the fact that they accepted him. Most of the nine months was them not trusting him. And and in reality, he shouldn't be trusted because he is fucking smart. And I don't mean he shouldn't be trusted in a bad way. Like he shouldn't be trusted in that he was in a shitty, you know, in this shitty group. And now he does know what to do. It's just like, the, it's just the most also, there's. It's there's more, like dude, a it's uh, fun. It's
0: fun shit there, there's also like you know it's like um it's almost the reverse Hogan. you know like how they would do the you do the booking of Ho- like you can look at the book at the hogan macho man story as macho as the baby face and hogan as the heel by yeah, everything that's yeah. kind of happening and in this you can kind of look at it as sammy as the heel and and roman and the lines of the baby face you know like yes roman never physically turned on sammy
3: sammy physically turned on him you know, and it was well, because- and, and, Sam- and exactly and Sammy is doing everything he always wanted to do. He is. He's literally overthrowing the government. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's just so fucking cool to see. It's like really, it, really fun to see.
2: It's a blast. Uh, I'll fast forward a little bit in Raw. There was a great just little moment of and this is why I hate Vince Russo sometimes. A lot of times Rollins entrance. Oh, Did you hear
0: uh, Vince Russo says Rhea's not over because she's not uh, a blonde that's I mean, question, he, he does, does have,
2: a, he does have a point. Um, You know, you can't argue with, with that. He's a genius, but he literally Rollins, wants
0: Rhea to be Sable. It's
2: Rollins crazy. in those boots. Cause it was such a zeitgeisty, stupid little thing. Like these big comically large red boots that were from fashion week. Like he's yeah. got them. And then the, the, he's playing it up goofy. And then he gets serious when they start talking about Logan Paul for a moment. Yeah. And it's why Seth is – he's operating on a better level than I think he ever has, that he can play the goofy sing-along guy, and then when it's time to he get is, serious, he gets serious.
0: Dude, he was super over, but here, here's my only logic bump with this, is that you have a character who, you know, is trying to be the newest in fashion, and he's trying to, like, be this flamboyant character – and, and then he's pissed off at Logan for being a flamboyant character on social media. Like, thank God the Miz had that line, are you jealous? But I think that's the big, that's my issue with Rollins' character. I, I think he's super over. I think he's great in the ring. People love the boot shit, despite what Meltzer said. But he has the, when he's serious, he's like, I'm a wrestler. I am not going to be Miz. But his gimmick is kind of Miz-like, right? So it's like, it just feels sometimes, you know, a little bit like, you know, oil and water or something, you know, I don't know. It just doesn't.
2: To me, his flamboyance is more like Joe Namath flamboyance, where it's like, I will deliver in the ring, but I'm going to wear whatever I want uh, Yes. rather than all I am is the flash and I can't back it up.
3: Yeah. He kind of, you know, to me, I, I actually think it's, it's why he doesn't, the gimmick isn't that great is because he should be a little more Bowie um, because then that does come off great. Cause Bowie, I mean, everybody loves Bowie as a musician, you know, and they, you know, respect him as like a top tier artist. And that's what Rollins is in the ring. You know, he's making fucking magic.
0: He's also um, kind of like, usually- but, you know, he
3: dresses like how he dresses and he's odd and his promos are fucking out there and you, you kind of scratch your head sometimes with him. So that's how you address it. It's like, I'm so good that, um, it's because my brain is this different. And that's also why I dress this strange, you know, the way an artist dresses strange. Yeah.
0: My only, you know, like my thing is like, when he comes out in the Elton John thing, it's like, you know, like there are a lot of like, I don't mean, I don't mean this as a queer. There are a lot of like queer LGBT, almost like drag elements of, of Seth Rollins gimmick. And sure um, when, and he's just very hetero, you know, as a guy. So yeah, like, exactly. It's like, so like, yeah. Sometimes it's a little bit of like, it's just bumping a little bit because you're like, yeah, but I, you know, like, uh, this guy, I mean, he he even walked, like when he walks, like as soon as he's done wrestling, when he walks back to the ring injured, he looks like a completely different guy, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think that that's, that's where I, I get a little bit, you know, styles clash with him
3: sometimes. Yeah, fact, fact. Robert,
2: Dan gets a little confused. Robert, that's fine. Uh,
0: Robert, Robert, yes, I'm,
2: I'm here. You're in and out. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah. I don't know what's going on here, dude. Yeah, did my, you my internet. Raw is...
0: review, and then we'll.
2: Yeah, one last thing. My internet's as reliable as Tony Khan booking, but uh, wanted to know your <laughs> thought. Had the, had the main event play the Becky Bianca Bailey main event on tv felt like a pretty big time main event was the uh was the yeah, arena it was really
0: inter- good you know alvarez said it was just okay i thought
2: it was really good well you he's know, less told- than okay he's a fucking weasel
0: well i you know the one thing that i just never you know the spot where all the elimination chamber participants come out you know it's something that aew does a lot too and wwe does it less than aew but i always find it like kind of inorganic um, and, and, and like, and like, I understand why they do it because storyline and booking wise, booking line wise, it makes sense, but it, it does kind of take away from the match a little. I did. I love the, you know, the story was, you know, beforehand, everyone's like, Oh, Bailey's going to win who is in my row. And I'm like, no, the story here is Bailey and Becky losing. It's not Bianca winning. And, uh, and, and the story is them looking at each other and you know, yes, they've done the how am I going to get into WrestleMania? And you know that fucking Becky's going to be on WrestleMania uh, in some form. So it's a little contrived,
3: but... It it, is, um, do it, you think the women main event WrestleMania? One of the nights, obviously. Saturday yeah, night. No, I don't think so this year.
2: I, I mean... Yeah, you, I don't
3: either. I don't either.
2: You could, but realistically, Charlotte and Rhea is not a a WrestleMania main event because... I'm pretty convinced that crowd is going to be cheering for Ria and not Charlotte. Like Charlotte is not a baby face. At-
3: what, what is what, are, what is Charlotte's reaction right now? Cuz I would assume silence if they're not like And they don't want it. Oh, her her
0: reaction. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, no it's a it's a weird thing with Charlotte man is that
2: like she doesn't really mixed reaction for your main event. It's, it's... Yeah, right. she... they may silence originating.
0: Robert, you're kind of like all over the place audio-wise today.
3: Yeah, so yeah, Robert, I think you're like jumping in and you out on accident. Out.
2: What?
0: You're you're in and out with your audio.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's it's the fucking Wi-Fi. All of a sudden, I don't know what's going on. Uh, uh this is not
0: professional, this is how tight of a ship we run. But what what I was saying is, um Charlotte comes out. It's kind of a mixed reaction from the audience, and then the bell rings, and everyone's super into it because she's probably, if not the best, one of the best female wrestlers in the world. That's a fan. It's very bizarre. You know, it's a bizarre reaction because she's so good in the ring that she makes you forget about the fucking milk toast promo she's been cutting the weeks before that. But I think at Mania, and we'll get into, you know, I'm sure close to the date Mania, I think Brock and Charlotte should be John Cena, Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. I think Rhea should beat the fuck out of her. Like, that's the, that's the fucking story I want to see. Would yeah, I wouldn't that. mind
2: that. But then, like, on the Raw side... Bianca's already champion so her retaining doesn't give you the same feeling as her winning so I can't see the women main eventing mania I think we know what the main event will be we'll get to it when we get to our chamber predictions
0: yeah yeah um and I and I think that the um yeah we'll get to it but
2: do we want to do chamber predictions now or do you want to go through no, the let's dynamite? That at the end. Slog. We'll do dynamite cool. or done first. Let's get through
0: the TV first. Uh, Pivot from
2: a a good show <laughs> to uh a great show, an all-time universally loved It wasn't loved as bad classic. as that
0: you guys thought it. was. I mean, I I was I was swayed by the text thread. I don't think it was as bad, but we'll get into it.
2: This was this was pretty uh this was pretty bad. Uh from from uh, Laredo, Texas, uh this felt like a my network era smackdown. In terms of how inconsequential and misguided this show was. Uh, you had uh Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and Sutton Singh against Orange Cassidy, Billy Gunn, and the acclaimed in an eight-man tag, a pre-taped Brian Danielson uh interview talking about facing uh MJF, John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli in a Texas uh tornado match against Roosh and uh Vance not uh 10 anymore, uh Wardlow with a sit-down interview with Jim Ross, uh Josh Woods against Mark Briscoe, an Adam Cole promo that delighted uh Mike Lawrence's soul, and then uh an MJF promo with Christopher Daniels that rivaled Brian Alvarez's cameo with Dan is the most illogical thing bad. we've heard in a long fucking time. Yeah. Uh so Scott, we'll start
3: with you. What did you think? Hour one. <laughs> All right, let me, okay, let me bring, you know, I was going to bring up results, but can you just, what was the first thing that happened? We'll go that the way. Eight, the, comedy the, six the, man.
2: the eight man, uh, <laughs> yeah, Jerry Jarrett memorial
4: match. Yeah.
3: Well, you know, uh, Max Castor comes out and he's like still disrespects Jared, even though his dad died this week. <laughs> I was like, that's a little weird of a choice, but okay, that's what we're going with. Jeff just wants to be the heel that he's been being.
0: And... Wait, wait, can I just, I'm sorry, Scott, I just interviewed you for a second. Of course, as soon as we start shitting on dynamite, Mike Lawrence joins the pot. <laughs> oh, yes, good.
3: Oh, hey, and Logan's it, here it, too. It's like it really Logan, was like, as you soon as to shit we start shitting on started dynamite, on... literally.
0: As soon as we started shitting on dynamite, it was, oh, you didn't know? Crones better told somebody. I don't know.
4: Um, All right, Mike, welcome. But Scott, keep going. What bad booking has disturbed my slumber?
3: (laughs) Oh, look how well Mike holds the baby, man. All those rabbits had to die, but he got it down, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: man.
4: when he gets a little older, he's gonna be riding Dan's dogs like a horse. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was nervous because like sometimes I've seen him
0: hold action figures like a mechanical claw at David Buster's. So <laughs> it's nice
3: to see this. It's beautiful, man. Ah, oh, so happy for you, Mike. Thanks, buddy. Uh, anyway, we literally just started talking about Dynamite. Yeah, the opposite of happiness. Yeah, yeah, man, that opening match, it wasn't good. And then it reminded me that I, you know, I saw the lineup of the show, like many fans of AEW, because... Yeah, 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 two Jarrett's died this week. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Jesus>. Michael! <laughs> I texted anyway, you guys or, last or, night. My high spot is going to be, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry, Jeff. You, he's a nice guy. I've never met Jared.
3: Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, but, you, you know, I texted you guys, that they must have let Jeff book because his dad died. Um, because that's my only explanation for last night, it was it felt really underwhelming. I mean, yeah, there were some. I, I the, the thing I can say about last night, uh, even in the first hour, are the good moments were like someone impressed me out of a bad moment, you know. Uh, this match didn't do anything for me, yeah, it or... was just a bad
4: night for wrestlers who recently lost family members. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> now I'm trying to think about this now.
2: Why? Who, who died in Preston Vance's family? Because that dude is the uh, fucking Josh worst wrestler I've ever seen.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I mean, that Briscoe thing was pretty sad, too.
3: Oh, here's what I'll say about the Briscoe thing. It should have been the only ROH-centric thing on the damn show. Um, And Mark was great in the match, and I'm happy he is now signed after the show. He's but awesome. yeah, obviously... Uh, let's not fight Josh Woods, you know, I don't think Josh is that bad. No, just, I like Josh him a Woods lot. Not I like him a lot. But in, in my head, um, there is there is a story to be told now for Mark uh, or at the very least, like a serious focus on him. That isn't just kind of a, a, a stretch of a match against a guy that although he's good. It isn't like, oh, Mark get him. It's like Mark is gonna get him, and we know this. So let's just watch this match.
2: No, Mark um, is now gonna be Pac without visa issues. He's gonna be Lucha Bros' friend when Pac is unavailable.
3: Yeah, and I hope I and I hope you know. Look, I know Ring of Honor is starting soon, and he'll, you know he'll be involved in whatever way he's involved, but. I just think you can focus on Mark and um, do some well, really cool things put the with title him.
4: On
0: them, right? I mean, they, what, him Honor, tag title? tag I yeah. they should have given him a world title. I think they should. Yeah, they
4: will at some point. Yeah, I I mean, they so. should have given him and Lethal the tag titles. Like that's what should have happened.
3: After no, the, I don't like, think Nash so. I had. don't know. I, I think he should go after the world title at some point. Uh, and you know, I think the tag titles should be in a in a in like a Jay Briscoe tournament. I, I don't think he's allowed to just have the titles though forever. You know. Wait.
4: Scott just wanting a tournament for the sake of a tournament lets you know how much he loves <laughs> Tony Cox.
3: No, no. What I mean is you have a Jay Briscoe tournament, and it's to crown the titles, right, uh, at, like, Mania I mean, Yeah, weekend. they do
0: the same thing with, with the Dusty Classic, and it's awesome. Yeah,
3: but then every year you have a Drake Briscoe tournament to decide who faces the champs, you know, and each year you get to have a Jay Briscoe tag tournament. I think that would be great.
2: And Mark Briscoe can be in the tournament, but he has to win a series of matches yeah. every week.
3: <laughs> oh no!
2: To get into it, uh, that that's that's perfect. Scott, did you have any other thoughts on hour one?
3: Oh, okay, yeah. So that, I mean, yeah. the first match, you know, uh, uneventful. The second thing that happened, oh, it was a match immediately, right? It was Moxley and uh, Claudio and and, and Claudio versus Preston Vance. It was it was
4: basically Moxley and Preston Vance having a match while Claudio and Roosh had a match.
3: Yeah. Yes. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. And I really wanted to see the Claudio and Rouge match, and I wasn't getting enough of it.
4: Um, like like Claudio and Rouge both saying we're not gonna blade you fucking idiots made them the tag team.
3: Yeah, and it made them blade double or something, and True. it was like really for some reason it came off bad. It was like it was like their blood this time was like I'm not even giving you the good blood. It looked like fake blood. <laughs> Right. It looked like kid blood. It was like it it just all looks so shit. I don't know how much Maybe blood like... fucking Moxley has left. Well,
2: it also yeah. helps that Preston yeah. Va- Preston Vance is like he's embarrassingly bad in the ring. His he's punches in- oh. oh go back and watch his punches were off, his moves were his timing was off. He kept looking at a like, Am I doing this right? Like it happened three or four different times. This dude is not ready for TV. I get that he has the look. He needs a lot of polish, like he he's no Sutton Sing in terms of polish in the ring.
3: Oh, yeah, man. And you know, I, I I think a way a wrestler dresses says a lot about um the way a wrestler's brain works, you know. And him and a guy like um I was gonna say Kevin Spacey, but it's Kip Sabian. Um Kip Sabian, you know, you go, Oh, this is your choice. Like you're in a company where you get to pick your own outfit. And you're choosing this outfit, that that shows me um, you're like a bad judge of uh, of a lot of things, and and in turn you're not going to be able to entertain me, and that's what I get out of him. Yeah, that that crazy. Yeah, I don't know. No. Okay. Yeah, I... man. I thought this match was ass. It did nothing for me. And then you got Hangman watching from the back, which I never mind to watch from the back. But AEW's thing was, we don't have the guy facing the camera watching the TV. He he watches the TV like a regular fucking human being. Yeah. And then Hangman's back there doing it like uh, WWE does it.
2: Well, no, he has to watch her from the side because he still has the concussion and looking straight <laughs> at the screen. will make his, like, eye twitch or whatever. No, but that's the pr- – you don't want a guy on TV talking about, like, their eye twitching from a concussion because then it makes this not fun. Like the Adam Cole promo.
3: <laughs> oh, the, so, yes. Wait, the Adam Cole promo happened in the first you hour? You mean
4: where he said he has to celebrate every <laughs> mini victory and I got a chub?
3: <laughs> holy
4: shit hey hey mike that, that was mini a mini victory,
3: victory too let's be honest <laughs>
0: chubbs run over here
4: <laughs> uh, I, I was I not give, my baby at the time no i, I will give
2: aw <laughs> credit though the wardlow from uh, uh, jim ross sit down because jim, jim ross can't stand or move um which is fine with all of us but uh his his story that he was telling and, and, about, and great oh, for Robert, waitresses no. It was well, great, great for waitresses. And yes, but the Wardlow, like, this is what you should be doing in terms of storytelling. It's, you know, my dad was my hero as a kid. He was gone for all. He came back into my life. He had cancer. He died. That's why I grew up my hair. And then you cut my hair off, Joe. And now I'm going to fucking murder you. That's a decent wrestling storyline,
3: right? Yeah, there, no, it's right? not bad. I mean, it would have been better
0: if they had yeah. it at first, but.
3: That's- yeah, exactly. Not like a thing you fucking just yeah, decide. It's, they, they read
0: kind a lot, man.
3: you know what it is, man? It reminded me of um when I when I when I once had a manager, let's go back a few years, right? And they go, Oh, you have this thing. Uh, and it goes, tell them about you. And you go, okay, I like this, you know, I like to walk around. And then they go, no, no, tell them all the sad things. You go, what do you what the fuck do you mean? And they go, that's you. It's the sad stuff. And it's like for some reason for entertainment purposes they have to go like what's the sad shit. And so now like Wardlow has to be like my 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 dad had hair and so I made hair for myself. It's like what the fuck is happening guys? Can we just <laughs> wrestle like can we have compelling like fuck you stories? Well, Not it, like at least they're guys trying to around. give a like, reason. I know, but it feels very um American Idol like when when they're introducing people, you know? What would have been
2: better was if and Jim it's like, Ross I didn't have out.
3: no teeth till no. I was nineteen and you now You should have had Jim sing. Ross like, okay, roll why? up his
2: pant leg and be like, here's the here was the cancer on my ankle. Uh you can, you need to get revenge for me. Um because <laughs> everything has to turn back to his his uh, his own cancer dream. But at least they're trying to give you a compelling reason why he's mad that his hair got cut a month ago in something that it would have been great if they told this story any time in advance to make you care about it.
4: You know what? I actually, I I'm going to defend it. I thought this was the best part of the show. It was. I was was was. defending it. I said it was great, but it was like what I'm going to say. Okay, first off he never once said losing my dad was the saddest day in Wardlow's world. He was (laughs) like So he actually, (laughs) he felt human here in a way that he never has. And I liked it because then he said, he said, I told him that like in confidence. So the whole thing was, I'm close to Joe because we were tag team partners. I told him this thing that I don't tell a lot of people and he used it against me. And now I'm telling you why that matters.
3: Yes, I know. I agree. I loved it very much. I did. I really liked it. And But he did explain why he hasn't talked about it. Oh, okay, okay, fair, fair. Because I I love
4: the idea that like if you're a tag team, Mm -hmm. you share secrets and shit and you're you are but you know, you are buddies. Yeah,
3: it's yeah, one hundred percent. Um I think
2: another great thing of this first hour was that Danielson two camera promo in the back from the week before. He has the caked on blood and he's like, you know, Max, I'm coming after you and I'm gonna take your title. And I'm like, Wow, I'm excited for this match. There's no way they could ruin this. And then we got a twenty-five minute Christopher Daniels promo.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so then that, wait, I, I do want to go back to Wardlow though. Um, he looks so different facially in like a really positive way. Yeah, um, he looks like
2: Tebow.
3: Dude, I, wait, Tebow, Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow. Oh, I gotta, I don't, I gotta Google him. Wait. Robert's favorite athlete, brother. Do are you? Are, he's adorable. He has like Disney, like rosy cheeks and like puppy eyes, and you're like. You're like, let's go Wardlow. I'm reading
2: baby him. face Gaston.
3: Literally, yes, brother. That's what he looked he like. He has a like... baby face. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously I'm I'm always rooting for Wardlow. Um, so yeah, I was just having fun about whatever the fuck I was saying about him. But yeah, that promo ruled. The Adam Cole promo, I didn't like, and I've been liking the Adam Cole promo, uh, Adam Cole promos. <laughs>
4: well, we go from Gaston <laughs> to the little guy that sings about Gaston. <laughs> LeFou? We all know who LeFou I mean, is because it's one I of just-
2: Mike's best jokes.
0: I
4: just yeah. can't believe you didn't say teacup. <laughs> Can oh, I go he's, th- yeah? I, I'd say I'd say Bobby Fish is chip. <laughs> <laughs> no, Matt Hardy is chip.
3: Where's the lie? <laughs> Sorry.
4: <laughs> and Kyle is just one of the inanimate spoons during BRC. Uh, <laughs> no, Kyle O'Reilly is the one who still watches
0: Beauty of the Beast at 14. tail as old as time (laughs) oh man um scott did you still have any more things to say about this hour
3: yeah i thought this hour was packed so i think we just uh, there is a lot to get through but the adam Cole, uh oh my gosh the adam (laughs) cole promo is in the first hour
1: yeah yeah. so the reason
3: i didn't like it is it felt like they were acting with each other. And I, I think it's like it's very easy to just be honest with your story and come off endearing and sweet because he is. Um, but the, the type of endearing and sweet he was coming off like this was it was like they were telling him smile the entire time, laugh uncomfortable. like it felt more political than like political nice as opposed to just actual nice. And I I don't know. I thought that kind of stunk. And 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 I don't expect that from either of them. I thought Renee did the same thing. She was, like, doing weird, like, laughy, uh, ha, 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 we're politicians, and I, I just, I don't know, it was weird. I thought it was kind of a, a fail of a promo, as opposed to the Wardlow promo, which was, uh, it was good. It was good.
2: All right, uh. If that's it for hour one we'll move on to hour two. Oh um, no, wait.
4: I, I didn't talk about. I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, let's, oh yeah. Can, can yeah can we sorry, change the way we speak about
3: Mike's opinion? Wait, wait. Can we change the way we speak about dynamite moving forward where we just like we go match one and then we all talk? That's what we used to do, but then Dan like made us
2: go to this hour-long, you know, retrospective, and then we wound up doing the match <laughs> by match anyway. We serve at the pleasure of Dan Saint Germain. <laughs> Wait a second! Wait a second!
0: You—we just spent like a, an hour talking about Raw. That's why we're in the place for it.
2: Yes, we're doing well again. People like it. This is what they're here. Mike, talk about hour one. Tell us your thoughts. Enlighten us. <laughs> why well, I was. This why was this the best wrestling show you you didn't make your like child. This watch?
4: segment is dynamite. Is dud right? Um, <laughs> this, was, this was I mean that even like the most staunch defenders of AEW, Scott. which sometimes we have been, like this was I think their worst episode in a long time, if not ever. It was really bad. Um, I just yeah you know like when it opened with the acclaim rap and they mentioned you know Jared's like. It just, I felt sad, you know, and he looked sad, like it was weird. Like, and I don't, I don't think they were like too mean or anything. You know, they said like, his dad was a legend and you aren't, but it just, I don't know, man. And I I know there's like this whole story of like Jerry's widow saying that you need to wrestle tonight. (laughs) But like, it was just, I don't know. I mean, this felt like. A house show match in the worst way like that last three minutes of just holding Dut's legs so you could get the big moment but just it, it just didn't work um and uh yeah the fucking i i texted you guys this christopher daniels made me appreciate adam pierce uh he was not, <laughs> not very good in this man,
3: but uh, wait, oh wait but, daniels is in the first hour
2: yeah it was the end of the first hour well now now
3: i didn't get to talk about this this, so what do i do now
4: this was really bad this was (laughs) you you (laughs) know the the whole thing of mjf and the devil like it's it's so interesting because right wrestling works at its best as we're we're seeing in the other company when it's really fucking simple when cody and sammy have a 10 minute promo about whether or not I'm going to win this match and what happens next, right? This fucking basic shit, but you're into it. This, like, Takeshita wasn't even a part of this, and he's been a part of it the last few weeks. Now they're throwing Daniels into it. And I know that they worked together before, but I don't associate them. Like, it was just such a mess. Daniels is not good on the mic. MJF, I think they're overexposing, and I never thought I'd say that, but they're just giving him too much screen time for how little he has to say. I don't think that this program should have been given the two two and a half months it's been given cuz there's not enough substance. Um yeah, the, the Moxley thing, this was this was all-time terrible, man. Um this is yeah, this was not it, he's no longer a guy who gets hit and then bleeds. He's a guy who willingly cuts himself in the ring. Um, when nobody else is doing it and he's doing it, it's just fucking weird. And I mean, we often say like, oh, there should be this moment or that moment that has blood. Uh, he has soured me on the idea of ever wanting to see blood again because it's just been overexposed and ruined. And, and to bleed like this, to set up a Texas death match with Paige, it's like, well, I've already fucking like, what am I paying to see that I'm not seeing on TV every week? It was just really uh, poorly done. Yeah, and the Wardlow thing I thought was great. This is how you use Jim Ross. I think JR is still good at these segments and good at bringing out uh, the humanity in uh, other performers. And yeah, this was the highlight of the show because we say they don't have enough stories. Here's a story. Now there's a reason for them to fight on the pay-per-view. And I'm you know, marginally excited, which is more than I could say for most of the feuds going on. All right. Uh, hour two? Wait, can, no. I, can I say no, Daniel
3: Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, Dan, you're not allowed
2: to talk. Fine.
3: Uh, <laughs> and wait, no, no, no. The Christopher Daniel segment, I did not know it was in hour one, and I gotta say, um, I do not know why Tony Khan was like, yeah, go out there and talk about your history with him. Because it is so ROH focused. And so now you're shoving ROH down our throat. And it pisses me off. Um, But I will say this. Because of that. I thought Christopher Daniels did a uh, a really good job. I, I thought he did cut a good promo i just think this this was the a steel segment and it was
4: hurt by not having a steel <laughs> it was literally the same segment they'd already done
3: you know that's a great point and he he did not have that kind of fire you know like a steel did but um you know uh he you know he doesn't have rabies like a steel did <laughs> <laughs> it was all bark and no bite <laughs> but i really it's like dude imagine you you know you work there and Dan- and you know christopher daniels to me literally a legend and um and and he's walking around backstage doing his job and then tony's like hey you're gonna go out there and push this match that's already kind of struggling to be pushed and it's like wait fucking what i have nothing to do with this and so to go out there i think he did do a good job but it doesn't make the segment good it was fucking bad but uh it should have never happened And and yeah i thought mjf did not look good either in this and you're right uh overexposed it it feels.
2: I didn't understand why MJF was doing the whole like I turn my back on the fans before they turn their back on me. He never truly embraced the fans. Like it was all tongue in cheek. It was oh, never no, earnest. It
3: was like a week and a half. It, 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 yeah. It, it
2: felt it just it felt weird. Uh Dan, what'd you think of Hour One? We're dying to know your thoughts on Hour One.
0: <laughs> well thank you, Robert. I thought you'd never ask. Yeah, this this format definitely leads something to be desired. It's like it's like learning disability undisputed. <laughs> um, but uh let's would uh, just be
2: Shannon Sharp.
0: Let's go into this. Uh to echo Scott's I don't know who made this point, but I I do think that a better use of Max Castor's rap in the beginning would have been for him to just be a, have an entire rap hooding Jerry Jarrett over. And you see the side and you, and Jeff Feigns being really touched. And then he, you know, he starts beating the shit out of Max Caster. So you get to recognize the moment and you're back to baby face heel. Easy way to fix that. Um,
3: I think <laughs> you wanted him to have like that one track on an album where he's like, I miss you, ma. Yeah. Like Macklemore. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like Macklemore's whole career.
3: Okay. But here's the thing.
2: Like, look, Max Caster is really talented. There's no way he would be able to get three positive lines about Jerry Jarrett on TV. <laughs> oh
3: my God. Jeez. Robert. Rest in peace. Jerry. Yeah. I guess he's dead is only two, right? Yeah. It's <laughs> a joke. I don't know anything God. about him. God bless him. I love him. Uh,
0: Yeah. All well, I know is really the Pritchard impression, if I got to be honest. Um, But my problem with Wardlow is that he was really good when he was like being a human. I wish they had... Like, if they knew that they were going to turn Samoa Joe and Wardlow on, e- on each other, why wouldn't you have that conversation between Joe and Wardlow? Like, that's the type of long-term shit you should be thinking about, you know, because now it just feels like it's really dropped in the lap, you know? Like, it's it's just Tony's a lot more like Vince than he wants to be, you know? <laughs> like, in the sense that it's like you're redconning things constantly into your promotion. It gets, gets really old, to Scott's point. Uh, I, I think that my big disconnect with Wardlow is whenever he decides to get super mean or badass, like he was really good and really human. And then like when he turned to the ring, he turned to the camera and he was like talking to Joe about, you know, how bad he was gonna beat his ass or or whatever the fuck. It just it felt like inauthentic compared to everything else the other said. I didn't think Daniels was that bad. Um, but you know, I'll just say it, man. Um, MJF is uh feels kind of stale right now. And I can't believe I'm fucking saying that he's the yep. best best talker in pro wrestling besides maybe Paul Heyman. Right. And, uh, you know, it just feels, I don't know, man. It feels like, uh, it feels like he's trying to, he, he's kind of doing the thing right now where he's like, di- like almost trying different heel, like trying different heel characters out. Yeah. Like rather than, you know, re- r- 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 like different heel characters out. Rather than you know, like just being the heel he is. Like sometimes I'm like, is he Triple H? Sometimes you know I'm like, is he MJF? You know, like and 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 who's this guy? And it just feels and 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 constantly saying that he's the devil. It's like, dude, you're you come up with better shit than that. Like you you've had some like fucking. Classic all-time promos, not just great promos, all-time promos. And it just feels now like he's treading water. That's my opinion on the first hour, Robert.
2: I'm I'm riveted. Um, I mean, I, I feel more enriched as a fan, uh, as a viewer, uh, as a listener of this podcast, having heard Dan's insights into hour one of Dynamite. Uh, hour two. Jungle Boy versus Brian Cage, Christian returned and then sprayed Jungle Boy with mace. Uh the acclaimed and gun club uh inserted themselves. Let, let, let's
4: say pepper spray. He did not spray him with uh you know a member of retribution. Mace, uh <laughs> who
2: by the way was fucking great on raw. Um the acclaimed and gun club have now proven that they are fucking stupid as baby faces by saying we're going to invoke our rematch clause by putting us into a fatal four tag match on a pay-per-view. Uh, the elite and top flight holding basketballs. I have a match uh, set for rampage that made absolutely no sense. Uh, Kip Sabian took on hangman Adam page in a match that belonged on pay-per-view. Uh, the Jericho appreciation society cut a promo in the back that felt like they didn't want to show up to Laredo. So they just pre-taped this. Uh, Stokely Hathaway announced uh, that he was talking to Jesse Jackson uh, and Al Sharpton to get retribution. And then uh, they announced that Hook has been suspended, which is big news because wrestlers appear on Dynamite every single week. And if they're not there, you're going to notice. And then in the main event, Tony Storm took on uh, Ruby Soho and Britt Baker in the second women's triple threat main event match you saw this week. And of the two we saw, this is the only one where someone had their ass spray painted. Dan, let's start with you.
0: Um, well, we don't know, you know, if their ass was, um, you know, spray painted under, under their trunks. You know, I'm going to be sex Uh Yeah, I, I thought this wasn't great. <laughs> I mean... You know, if I, if I, yeah, this just wasn't very good. I mean, (laughs) the triple threat match I thought was fine. I didn't think it was as good as the raw match. They were really trying. Um, It does seem like they're close to like, they're a little better off in the women's division as far as the storyline. But now I'm wondering what it is. Is it like WWE versus AEW? I'm still,
2: still a little confused. It's women who know how to wrestle versus women that Tony Khan has creepily talked to. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, I, I, I just don't, I mean, I just don't, uh, yeah, I don't really have anything to say about this. Like, the, the second hour, it just felt like, that's what I mean, it, it didn't feel like it was the worst episode of television I've ever, sa- ever seen. It just felt like it was the most nothing episode of television I've ever seen.
2: So I think that's where my issue is, and I, I didn't talk about hour one at all, but I'll just jump quickly on hour two. It's like, they don't get as many... Buy- bites at the apple as wwe does they shouldn't be lackluster and they can't be lackluster and just this match lineup even before you watch the show was half hard it's like oh it's jungle boy beating brian cage we've now seen brian cage lose i think like three like his three out last three outings in a row where he's just a big dude who doesn't mean anything and then christian returns and, and attacks jungle boy are we really clamoring to see christian jungle boy again probably not uh, it's like, hey, you're the elite and top fighter here to promote another match that you're not going to see. They're not in front of the live crowd. Hangman giving Kip Sabian any offense whatsoever made no sense. This literally should have been Hangman gets in the ring, clotheslines Kip Sabian's head off, and then you get the Blackpool, Dark Order, whatever segment. Uh, and then the women's main event was kind of like, well, nobody of any real importance wanted to wrestle on this show, so we'll let the women main event here uh it it felt like a throwaway show when you are a few weeks away from a major pay-per-view they don't get that luxury of being able to kind of take their foot off the gas and phone it in scott
3: yeah i mean i don't i don't disagree with you uh i don't know jungle boy it's felt like yeah they've just kind of wasted his time until christian you know heals up and until luchasaurus is uh mask gets cleared (laughs) um i don't know how that's gonna work the hangman kip sabian thing dude i'm i genuinely pull for kip sabian and then he walks out with his tastes and his taste is bad and so he dresses like goddamn a a jack skellington fan and it pulls me out of all of it and you go why are you acting like this and the commentary team is kind of making fun of him you know he he did this thing with a box on his head, and, and I, you have I, to. I, I even liked him then. I'm like, okay, what are you doing? I know you're hurt, and you're trying something. I just wonder what it's going to be. And then it ended up being a turd, and now the turd uh, has not been picked up and disposed of. And it fought Hangman last night,
4: and <laughs> and has been on this show more this year than Miro.
3: Uh, yeah, man. I mean, dude. Uh, oh, guess who I saw at the live. Dude, event. more than Penny. Is that true? That might be true but has kip sabian been on more dynamites than kenny no
4: kenny's there to promote his
3: rampage matches
4: <laughs> well, um, kenny had
3: a visa issue until what last week right so he's been gone for a little bit Uh-oh. wait i was i was just to give you some hot news cj perry lana was yes. was at
0: raw on monday and she was sitting right behind us so i don't know i don't know what that means it means you confuse blondes no, I wasn't I wasn't the one who pointed it out. Someone else did. She was like, she had security and shit. Oh
3: wow.
0: So like this was legit.
3: Hell yeah. Well, yeah, I I didn't really like the page match. Um, I will say this though, the the dark order uh issue with Blackpool Combat Club. If if they've made the decision to go this way, evil Uno did do a good job. Uh, I thought, you know, his limited mic time was good. And I do want to see him fight Moxley because I want to see him have like an angry, crazy side um, and or I want to see him get killed. Uh, I don't want to see a Moxley match, but I, I would like to see Evil Uno shine for a second, uh, even if that means, you know, him being beheaded on television.
4: I want to see Moxley wear Evo Uno's mask so he can't bleed from his head.
3: <laughs> I want Uno to lose the mask. I want him to like progress as a character. Um, if we're not gonna I, mean, I don't know. It's just it's not really working, right? It hasn't. So let's try something new. And if it fails, then bye. I don't know. Mike, right now,
0: would it be for you Moxley or Cole? Who would you rather on your t- who would you rather have on your TV set?
4: Ooh, um, or evil Uno? No, literally, let's do three if that's possible. I, if I mean, you know, I didn't really talk about the the, the Cole promo because we're short on time. No, yeah. there is no short on time. It was. I just a, wanted a, to make a short joke about. Thank I you. Thank oh you. Jesus, you. Uh, I was just so scared of losing you guys, I
0: couldn't see the obvious. One.
4: <laughs> no, um, uh. it was no. I mean he does have some upside I mean I I didn't like the promo much either but like Moxley I mean Moxley it does add some to this company he's just him and Jericho just need to go away for six months they're they're done right now um and evil Uno has always sucked and you, now my kid is have- crying because I mentioned evil Uno
2: yeah, Mike, you can't have Jericho gone because he's gearing up for that huge feud with Action Andretti, who has lit the world on fire the last few weeks.
4: But I was going to say about this hour, man, uh <laughs> if there's one takeaway to me, they really tanked the acclaimed. They do not feel special. And and for them to then like lose the titles to a Group that they're feuding with, and only to then be in a four way is just fucking stupid. None of this makes sense. Um, this was just all time just bad. Um, I mean, maybe we're we just don't deserve two great companies at once in America. That's what we were talking about. I brought up your point. It I didn't...
3: look, the, I go. <laughs> will will revolution be a good pay-per-view i'm sure it'll be great but yeah man we need fucking storylines uh at some point and and we need uh you know a little more than great wrestling and i think the problem with last night is we didn't even get great wrestling and so that's the problem we're facing because every week we get great wrestling from aew even if there are, you know, uh, not many hot storylines, uh, sometimes none at all, we get great wrestling and we got no great wrestling. And also yeah, I'll no. say this, I mean, it is like, you know, we, we love, like all the top guys in AEW are, 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 like the, are some of the best promos in the world, right? Um, but even last night, like the promos were irrelevant. And I, I personally, this was my least favorite MJF promo ever. And so that's why I I look at the whole night and I go yeah this is probably the worst episode I've ever I've ever watched maybe you know and that's not knocking the company next week it could be great I liked last week but this was like an uninspired uh, dud of an episode and the women's main event um, yeah it did nothing for me and and I'm not I'm not excited for uh, any of uh, any of the feud going forward it's well, I mean what I thing- think is. Oh.
0: I'm sorry. The one thing I said, the one thing that is the most noticeable thing when you go to, which is going to be no surprise to anybody in this podcast, uh, when you go to a live event now, is uh, at WWE is like these women are just on a different fucking level. Like the matches are produced on a different level, the work rate's a different level, the the attention to the to the like to make it a main event, it's and the characters and the gimmicks, like everything. It's just you know, it's tough. It, it, it's it's literally like a VFW, it's not that, it's not that bad, but it's pretty rough, man. You know, it's, it's, it, it, there's such a huge, there's such a huge discrepancy that it's, it's hard to take seriously.
3: Yeah. Also, I think it's like a matter of accentuate the positives. Cause I think there are some good in- Oh yeah, there are. Female I mean, exactly. workers, but then they're like, cut a promo. What? No, don't do that. Don't make her do that. So <laughs> yeah there's there's some things they gotta pick up on because they they can like i don't know like the freedom of AEW is is nothing is set in stone yet where they have like this organized way of doing things so fucking mix it up backstage like try to learn new things and figure out you know how to make stuff and even if that makes bad television at least we'd be able to watch it and go like oh they're trying new shit they're not even trying new shit right now um and so if you have a week where we're not even getting good in-ring action, you're going to get complaints like this. That's not me he knocking tried to put their you know, three AEW. best women. It's me knocking out. a week of you know not good TV. That was not good TV.
2: They tried to put their three best female wrestlers in a main event spot in a match that the audience is kind of conditioned not to care. So, yeah, they're not necessarily going to care. It wasn't a bad match it wasn't sloppy or or poorly wrestled or anything but there's no compelling reason for you to care about what's going on here and they have yet to really do a great woman women's storyline yep uh speaking of uh great storylines dan you want to move on to elimination chamber so we can uh, wrap this sucker up
0: yep um elimination chamber this saturday (laughs) we were saying This is it's on the Patreon. We reviewed No Way Out 2001. I think this is the best February pay per view uh, since then, and uh, I'm I'm super excited to watch it in Montreal. WWE
3: pay per view, right? What WWE pay per view since then?
0: Uh, WWE pay per view. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, uh, if you like, there were some revolutions. Yeah, that were February. Yeah, were, man,
3: that first revolution was uh, the was first really one. Great, yeah,
0: but that it that was I, I associate that with like March now. But yeah, that was a great that was a great pay
3: It might be March. Yeah, I don't even know. Um,
0: that was, but you know, for WWE, it's the best one since No Way Out, at least on on paper. And I think I think it will be. I think it's gonna be hard for it not to be. Yeah. Except for that, we you know we do forget that uh, the elimination chamber matches are never good as we remember them. <laughs> It's always a little bit American Gladiators. But we have Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. This for me is a toss-up. If Brock wins, he's facing somebody else at Mania, whether that's you know Gunther or Stone Cold Steve Austin. If Lashley wins, they're running it back. Um, but I don't have I, I really unfortunately, you know, I don't have uh um I don't have uh, I don't have the answer. Um I I think this is the biggest toss-up. Who do you got for this, Scott?
3: We're starting with Lashley Lesnar. Yep. Okay. It is tough. Um, I almost, hmm. You know, you want to see Lashley win, right? But you really want to see Brock Lesnar fight Gunther. And I don't think we're going to get that. And because of that, let Brock win. I don't know. You're saying if Brock wins, they'll run it back.
0: Uh if no, I'm saying if Lashley wins they're going to do it again at Mania.
3: Well, why? Why is that?
0: Cuz I don't know who, who does who else is Brock work with. He loves working with I have not seen as far as like look, we've seen better programs for Brock, we've seen way better matches than him and Lashley, but we ha- I don't think we've seen Brock try as hard to get a feud over. I mean, am, am I right on this as far as like
3: Well, he's, he's showing he's up. He's given this guy legally, fucking yeah.
0: Like storyline-wise, he's given this guy everything.
3: Like yeah, I guess to me, man, it's just I have never been invested in Bobby Lashley, not once. Yeah. Her business was fun, you know, but just Lashley as like an individual wrestler, even you know, I watched him in TNA and stuff. Um he just never felt like the guy for me. The coolest thing he ever did was that uh Umaga thing where he jumps through the cage or whatever. That was awesome. Right? Yeah, it's the coolest shit in the world, yeah. Um, I mean, he's, you know, he's one of these guys who, I mean, Nash says that he's like missing
0: one thing, you know, and I don't even know what it is because he's got a ton of physical charisma. Sure. You know, sure. He but- looks like nobody else. You know, um, yeah, but... there's like a real lack
3: of personality for me, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, it's just, it's a little flat, it's always, yeah, a little... and so I'm just like, I'm not invested. I don't know who wins, but I know I would love to see both of them have their own matches at WrestleMania. I think Bobby Lashley deserves to wrestle at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, Lashley, I don't, I don't imagine to want to see, imagine I don't so don't want to see Lashley. That would be great, sure. I, I mean, Lashley versus man, you could do Lashley versus Gunther, you know, but just. And yeah. then, but then pick someone else for Lesnar. But I, uh, yeah, just get them away from each other because this isn't doing it for me. Robert, who do you got?
2: Uh, Yeah, I got, uh, I got Brock here. The story they have going into it is Lashley beat Brock when they wrestled the first time and then Brock beat Lashley, but then Lashley laid him out after the second time and then Lashley eliminated Brock from the Rumble. So Brock gets his win back here. And I'll, I'll take the controversial stance of I wouldn't put Brock on mania. You know what? If you have big matches for that show, you don't need Lesnar for that event. Give the slot to, you know, potentially a, a, a full-time guy to to have a match. I don't think Brock will necessarily care. He's getting, he's getting paid a pretty good I don't amount know, man. anyway. If they, don't,
0: if they don't have Cena, they're going to fucking need him.
2: Well, if they get Cena, then I don't, I don't think you need Brock. If you're able to get Cena to do Cena theory or whatever it is, I don't think you necessarily need Lesnar because then he's just in a slot on the show versus feeling like a main attraction.
3: Hear me out though. Maybe Lesnar should just have a slot on the show in a, in a fun way. If they actually like put him in a tag match, you know, like something we never see Lesnar do, then I wouldn't mind, but I understand what you're saying. It's stale, but he's Brock fucking Lesnar. Well, that's what I was saying in the beginning of the podcast. he's, He's in it. He's on one of the nights.
0: In the beginning of the podcast I was saying Brock and Dom.
3: Oh, I love that idea. Yes. I'm, I'm, I love all that, that so storyline and, and
0: then Brock kills him, you know? Yeah,
3: I want Brock to have fun at WrestleMania. That could be fun.
0: Yeah, if, that's if He's fine. not
3: fighting Gunther? I want him to like be forced into like a silly thing. I no, they're
2: they're going to do Gunther, Drew and Sheamus in a in a triple threat most likely. That's where they're kind of going. And that'll be a fun physical match like Seamus really and Drew are best friends they're gonna have a great time beating the fuck out of each other and Gunther's gonna look like a star
0: there that's is a, that's a, a fantastic match. in-ring wrestler and Gunther is better than him like demonstrably better than him I- I'm not gonna say much better than him but he's better than him that's how good Gunther is
3: you know what how about I that's I mean to be stupid but you because it is a it is a you know it is a great title, and it's a it's like the workman's title, right? It's Gunther's title. It's like the cut your head off title. Uh, if they did the triple threat the first night, first man pinned, you know is out, and then they have the the you know the singles match the second night, just so you have like battle scars and they're fighting again. Is this fun or is this shit? I, I think there's not enough room. I think you just nah. those guys in one match because they're probably going to do like five matches a night, right? They've they're they're a tight. They'll do they'll
2: do seven a night. Okay. They're looking to keep it somewhat trim and make the matches feel special as opposed to Good. 30 multi-man. Everybody gets uh, a participation trophy, which is kind of why if they're going to keep Brock off, I don't mind it. If they put Brock in a weird attraction, so be it. I don't need to see Brock and Lashley again at Mania. I don't either. I
0: I agree with that. I agree with that. Mike,
4: who do you got?
2: Mike's Mike? on mute. So he might be, well, uh, he might be attending me. to Logan. Yeah.
4: Let me let me just say hey, that uh, one uh listening one listening to you guys talk about this match it would probably be as fun as watching it
3: <laughs> um
4: i thought that like I, I i just it just feels like this is one of those it was like 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 jungle boy and brian cage yesterday one of those like have i seen this 50 times or twice yeah. i don't know um but i i think lesnar wins and i know you mentioned not having lesnar on mania i think that's crazy he is an attraction for them still and uh so i think he beats lashley and goes on to do something else Yeah, the idea of him and dom is hilarious
0: yeah it's a different it's like just a way different it's hollywood baby it's a fun story yeah because he can
4: make dom his sub Dude, and then Brock and Rhea have a staredown. Remember that? Remember when we like all did that joke? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we all,
0: not only did we, but the entire wrestling universe. It was yep. and then, and,
4: yeah, then I, and then they booked they booked Dom to be a sub. Yeah, yeah.
2: No, the only the only way Brock and Dom works is if Dom gets Rhea in his corner and Brock brings Sable.
0: Uh, no, no, I don't want those. No, she's not
2: allowed out of the house. No, I'm joking. No.
0: I think, you know, the thing about Brock Brock and Dom is like cocaine bear. You know what I mean? You want to just see a wacky story. Like, it should just be Dom disrespects Brock backstage. And then after that, Brock, it's just him for a month trying to get out of the match. And then he gets killed by
3: Brock. I have one better. Dom gets Brock's chest tattoo. (laughs) That's great. And Brock is like, are you fucking serious? And they have this feud, but it turns out in the match that it's like one of those like sponge ones, but he's a fake hard ass. So he has to pretend the whole time that it's not. <laughs> to Like impress Rhea or something. But then Brock is like, dude, what? Or what if Ray
4: hires Brock to teach Dom a lesson? That'd be fun. Ooh.
3: But don't you love, uh, you know, her with uh, newly oh, crowned women's champion do Dom on Dom Sunday night they, getting in Brock's guys,
4: face?
0: They got to do Dom and Ray. <laughs> yeah, like I know, but come on.
3: <laughs> well, Dom no, is there, so there, much but, hold hold on, bigger than the your, legend
2: Ray Mysterio
3: Hold
0: on. There's your, <laughs> there's
1: your
2: your moment. Hold on. You got if you get Dom confronting Ray, and it's Dom and Damian Priest bullying Ray, and then Brock comes out for the save and that's a tag. Yeah. That's that's kind of fun. And or gives those
3: guys.
0: Or or, or, or you have Ray come out and he says to Dom, I know you want me to fight you. I know everyone wants me to fight you at WrestleMania, but I can't. I can as a father, put my hands on you. There's something lines I can cross. I cannot cross this line, but I know someone who will. <laughs> I love that. And then he, so he basically gets Brock to beat his son's ass because he can't emotionally
4: do it. Yeah, that's great. If he's
3: like, no. What if it? What if Dom upset the Aryan Brotherhood or whatever it's called? What are they? What if the white guy, the evil white guys? <laughs> oh, is yeah, two he's days right. in prison. Yeah, and now he's the boss, and he has to. You know, we could do that. <laughs> we just that. spent
2: twenty minutes fantasy booking Brock and Dom, so you know we're doing well here.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean now I'm not excited to talk about any of these matches.
2: <laughs> well, speaking of not exciting, Edge and Beth Phoenix are taking on Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. I mean, yeah, man,
4: I don't care. Yeah, Finn and Rhea, I mean, Rhea, Rhea and Finn have to win, right? I mean, yeah, Rhea needs needs the win going in. I I wouldn't lose. I heard, I I heard they
3: around. were gonna do edge Balor in a in a uh, oh, a Hell uh in a cell, right? At Royal Rumble? No, they were gonna do it at Rumble, and then they were gonna
0: do an Elimination Chamber, and now they're saying Mania. I think they should do just Demon versus Edge, and Edge is like the first tie to beat the demon. Fucking Finn is 41. They're not gonna he's not gonna be a top guy
2: for him. You
3: yeah. know? Roman Reigns beat the demon. Remember his heart exploded or something. No, the rope broke. Yeah.
2: But yeah. uh no, it's gonna be brood oh, edge and whatever. Uh Women's Elimination Chamber match for the uh, chance to lose to Bianca Belair. Asuka, Liv Morgan, Nikki Cross, Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia, and Carmella. Anybody picking anyone other than Asuka?
3: Nope. Yeah, no. I mean, I want Asuka to win, so it's Asuka, right? It's got
2: to be Asuka. This is He's a, the best.
3: Can I shit on Brian Alvarez for a
2: second,
4: please? Um, I <laughs> or do it for the length of his cameo and <laughs> call, make it
2: its own episode. He doesn't he have like, crones, Mike. It won't last that long.
4: <laughs> like on Raw, there was a
0: point in the Raw tag match where he turned on, where Asuka turned on Carmel, or she turned on her team, proving how crazy yeah. she is. She just started beating everybody up, which is like what they should have done. And Alvarez was just like, and then some for some reason she turns on her team. Like he couldn't comprehend that this is how you showcase the character off. I wa yeah. I wasn't a too much observer, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah.
4: Yep. Yeah, you do.
2: All right. Mo- moving on from Dan's said uh, observer fascination. Uh, for the U.S. title, it's Austin Theory, Seth Rollins, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, Demontez Ford. Uh, how much cocaine? Cocaine bear? Cocaine? Do you have to do to think this is an Austin Theory?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think Montez Ford is going to look, is going to get the Kofi spot of looking amazing and looking like the guy who should win. And I think that um, Austin theory will win. And that this whole match is about Seth Rollins and Logan Paul. Logan Paul's going to interfere. That's I think that's what everybody
3: thinks, right? Okay. But wait, who's theory fighting at mania? Do we think? Cause that's Cena. how Cena? that's a fact, Jack. Uh, it's I mean, it's rumored to be. Oh, so he's got to win. Okay, yeah, yeah then that's he, who wins. He's I win put it good. on Montez Ford, man. I think it's like he's a star. Let him be a star in Hollywood. But I guess you know that he, you want him to win a title at Mania, not win the title here. So yeah, keep it on theory. See, uh, the
0: back and winning the United States Championship at Mania is like a real feel-good moment.
3: Yeah, and I'll say this, man. Um, elimination Chambers. You're right; they are usually pretty shit. They're not very good because. Um, the chambers actually hurt, so the guys are like kind of gentle, and it's all uncomfortable because the bumps are real, and it's just dumb. Um, but looking well, at the guys in this, they've match, softened it. That's true too. They put padding right on the floor. I, you, and- I
0: felt that ring on Monday. They did not. They it is not soft.
3: <laughs> oh yikes! And um, soft. But uh, I think this might be the best in ring one. Because of guys like Rollins and Gargano and Bronson Reed, who uh, beat Okada in the G one this year,
2: <laughs> it's pretty much it's pretty much everyone but Damien and Montez, Reeves.
3: obviously, yeah. And, and and Theory is he's good, man. I'm not like a a fan of his um of of his like whatever the persona is or whatever, but he's good in the ring, dude. I think this match is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think uh, he's going
0: better. I think like there's a good chance
2: in a year he's actually good.
3: I think you open the show with this.
2: Uh, yeah, why not? I think that's... that. I mean, it takes a while to set this thing up, so I I, I think so, and I think I'm, the main...
3: Yeah, I think Sorry. it's just back-to-back, right? That's what you do?
2: You could. Um, those but, would be a lot of uh, Mountain Dew commercials in between.
3: This is the
0: order it has to be in. It's uh, got to be Men's Chamber, uh, Edge Match, Brock Lashley, Women's Chamber Match, and then you got the strap at the main event.
2: Speaking of the strap, Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn in the main event. Uh, some people keep thinking they're going to go triple threat at mania. They're going to call an audible. Uh, I still maintain the, the logical booking here is, uh, ref bump. Jay Uso comes out, lays out Sammy Roman wins one, two, three, and you get, uh, Sammy and Kevin Owens against the Usos headlining night one of WrestleMania. Uh, what do you guys got?
0: I think simple has been the key to this whole story, like Mike said. And I think that, this, that that's exactly what you said is what needs to happen. I think people are getting tempted right now by the idea of Sammy in the main event because he is just as over, if not more over than Cody. But I think the story is Sammy finding a home again with Kevin Owens. The yep. story is him, is him finding an actual friendship rather than being part of this cult. And for them to walk out as double champions, if they're able to do something amazing, like on the first night, that headlines. If they don't have Austin and, uh, you know, if they don't have Austin and Brock, I think if you headline with the tag titles, that, that's a real ballsy first night of WrestleMania move. And, and it's and it's a and it's the right move. And it's the right move. And it's 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 it's. I know people want Sammy to win. Sammy's massively over, but for the storyline, Sammy winning just doesn't
3: make sense to me scott yeah no i mean unfortunately sammy has to lose uh because it does exactly what it's supposed to which is it makes you want to see roman lose that much more uh and i and i don't think it's gonna make people want to see sammy go after the title after that because if if you're paying attention to the story he he needs to fight the usos you know and he needs to do it with Kevin because like you said, he does need to find a home. Now the real story though, and this is what I'm so fucking pumped about is that promo on raw. The whole thing was, he it, it's like, uh, I, I think it, either Sammy said it or quote, but it was like, uh, let's make, you know, I need to make a game plan or something, you know, like that. Cause he's been there and he knows, and it was a son about a game plan. Cody needs to say, okay, let's make a game plan. And I know that's not going to happen, but when Sammy loses, Sammy needs to go to Cody and say okay let's make a game plan and that's when it involves because cody okay captain america is great but the avengers is fucking better oh and, that's,
0: that's a great point and
3: you need you need sammy and kevin fighting the usos and you need cody fighting roman but you need to remember this is the same storyline this is the bloodline versus these three guys and so that one moment, whatever he said and whoever it was where he's like, I need to make a, someone, need, whatever about a plan they need to realize after Saturday night. Oh yeah. We need to make a plan as a team because that's how we need to fucking beat Thanos. Right. It's going to be the dopest shit in the world. Sammy's but motivation. In order to do that, Sammy's got to fucking lose.
2: Yeah. Sammy's motivation was not, I want to be world champion. Cause that was Heyman's narrative. It was you infiltrated the bloodline. Cause you're trying to take Roman's spot. All Sammy wanted to do is be part of the team. So making Sammy obsessed with winning the title doesn't make sense for him. Sammy, again, wants that acceptance, and he thinks he has that with Jey Uso. It's what they did on SmackDown where like they did the fist bump, and it's like, all right, you know, Jay, you understand what I was doing. Jimmy might not. Heyman turned his back on me. Solo is a robot. Like- You still have my back. There's an authenticity here. And when Jay takes that from Sammy, that's your emotional catalyst to want to see Sammy and Kevin unite and take the tag titles. And Sammy will feel just as vindicated to see Cody win the world title as he would himself. He just wants Roman to not be champion
3: because, and they're going to do it. You need to make both moments feel just as important. It's, it's, I mean, I keep going back to star Wars, but it's just what they're doing. You know, it's, it's the Sammy character being the Han Solo and having to go do this this thing in order for Luke to go do this thing. And they're both just as important and we're just as hyped, you know? And none of us are sitting going, well, why isn't Han Solo in this scene with Darth Vader at the end? Because Han Solo is, I forget, he's with Ewoks, but we fucking oh, love Han Solo
0: it. is the love story. It's like we want to see yeah, him get- you, oh, yeah. you
3: know, and it's And, and, Sammy, and James, Sammy and Kevin you know, is the, the love family story. Thing, yes, with Owens, which has been a story, gosh, since fucking ring of honor uh which lol they barely bring up and we still love it right that doesn't make us want to throw up when we hear about ring of honor but um
0: i mean the last kevin owens promo that he cut about sammy was like kind of beautiful you know he's like i'm just done we've both fucked each other over let's just be done with this war
3: you know like and sammy's other dream like robert brought up is to overthrow the uh you know again he he is this little revolutionary you know and so his character is just as important as overthrowing it when he takes the tag titles on uh, Saturday night. And if Sammy stops getting over, you turn
0: those guys heel in a second and you have a great Cody opponent. Please, come on.
3: And too. again, Cody's going to have to turn heel someday too. And and that'll be fun because we can look back at shit like this and you're going to actually seal the, see the heel in him, you know? Uh, well, this yeah. this
0: is the year he became a first ballot Hall of Famer, right? I mean, now it's like, you can't say that Cody isn't one of the greatest stale. I'll you know, say this.
3: You know, pe- he was stale in AEW. I do think it was his own doing, why he was stale. Uh, those storylines weren't fun at all. But in terms of, you know, me watching wrestling live, Cody Rhodes versus Dustin is m- maybe the best thing I've ever seen, right? In terms, of like, in terms of like what pro wrestling is supposed to do. I mean, I think we all had tears in our eyes. That's fucking hilarious.
2: It was yeah. it was great. And I, and Cody's got a nice path for like, I honestly think if they can, if, if everyone's lined up, Cody and Orton at SummerSlam would be fucking fantastic, given the baggage and history those guys have.
0: I feel like you give Orton immediately, man. It's like fo- giving
4: Foley to Austin immediately. But here's if you're going to do Orton and Cody, Brandy leaves Cody for Orton. Come on. You no, know, Mike just
3: wants to get Brandy back on TV. <laughs> don't listen to Mike. <laughs> Wait, Mike, do you remember Brandy called out Randy for saying the N-word on a uh, on a video game stream?
2: Oh, that's right. Yeah. So then, yeah, they got
3: beef, you... man. Maybe Cody will bring that up in the promo.
2: Yeah, you can recreate the thing where Orton like kissed Stephanie while she was unconscious and handcuffed to the ropes, yeah. so he and he leans down and then just won't kiss like Brandy.
4: <laughs> listen, you you heffas don't understand what makes good television.
1: <laughs> I think Brandy's a
0: black, Brandy supported the Black Lives Matter movement, so maybe, maybe Brandy is accepting him. But Cody, I hear, is a secret Trumpster. So who the fuck knows, guys? Who do you hear that from? Trumpster.
1: What
4: we we know who his neck voted for.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah.
4: You know, Here, here's the thing. Like, I I think that. um I, I didn't give thoughts on the, the chamber. I, I don't think they should even have a chamber match for the U.S. title. I know it's supposed to elevate the U.S. title. I think it just hurts the chamber concept. Should only be for world titles. like. Um, but I think that this match, it, this is a one-match show, and that that's, that's fine also um, because they built this match really well. I think that the reaction is going to be amazing. This would be a time where I would have Sammy go out second because I think that that Montreal reaction for him is going to be unbelievable. And I'd love to see Roman's reaction to that. And then, um, for the match. Yeah. He has, he he has to lose, but I think, yeah, there's a way to do it to advance the story. And look, if this is going to be a huge mistake, if, sammy loses and that sammy
0: and then it should be a triple threat at mania between sammy cody and roman
4: because my thing is if this you know if this is you know this is more of an angle than a match that's fine too because that happened last time and it fucking worked that that's all right like we know where we're heading with all this stuff i do think that cody himself now has to have some participation in this and maybe that's him getting laid out at the end i don't know how you how you involve him but otherwise he seems insincere about you know caring for sammy but i think that this ends with the bloodline is fucking unstoppable can anyone stop him and then you get us really excited this this has to be drago versus apollo creed
0: oh i i agree the end of they should rip our fucking hearts out Yeah, yeah. they have to, and they will. You should have them just beat the fuck out of Sammy and Cody by the end of it. They should have Kevin Owens come
3: out there. It should literally, the crowd should want to jump the rails to help whatever they're doing to Sammy and Cody and Kevin. That's how the show needs to end. But you know what, Montreal you're...
2: overreacting Scott that would never happen
3: <laughs> it's like hey please don't do that <laughs> <laughs>
2: but, but <laughs> let's just take again, a moment sorry, <laughs> sorry. Let's, let's just take, take a moment take a and moment. think that Scott thinks they speak with a British accent in yeah, Montreal yeah I only have
3: like three accents and two of them cannot be said on recording so <laughs> <laughs>
0: well guys I was trying to do like a French accent I had a bunch of great French act outs but the moments
3: passed
4: like, <laughs> go dude, ahead Dave. go dude, ahead if the, fucking, if the fucking Mountie comes out I mean that would be awesome. And he joined <laughs> the bloodline.
2: <laughs> no, but he <laughs> told me to do it. He's like, no, he'd he'd have to go over. Like I can just picture Jacques being like, the only way this works is if I go over.
4: Dude, you know Brett what would involved- be fucking amazing if, if Sammy's entrance is a bunch of fat French Canadians with beards doing like a Samoan dance
1: <laughs>
4: and just psyching Roman out.
1: <laughs> but so I also I can, feel like I,
4: I, I could get some work. Yeah, I feel like Owens is going to be in this too. Like this is going to be overbooked, but it's, uh, you know, as long as it ends epically, like the last one did, that's fine. I, I don't what think remembers match... the match in the last one? We just remember
0: how awesome the m- aftermath was. Hey, Which... wait,
3: let's point this out. Um, Sami Zayn is also one of the best wrestlers in the world. Yes. Um, especially at laying out a goddamn match. So we're also going to get a match of the year contender. Yeah, it's just gonna be the shit, man. I'm so I'm so pumped.
4: Dude, I feel this. This does have those Money in the Bank Chicago vibes. I mean, yeah, oh yeah, man, oh yeah. But they've done such a great job of why this matters to everybody involved. And um, I mean, I'll just say this is my high spot of of the week. Like, this is the most we fucking talked about a WWE pay per view in a long time because they're you know they're, they're they earned it, man. They they deserve it right now. They're doing a great fucking job, and, I mean, this is the most excited. I think we've been uh, for a road to WrestleMania, and, like, Elimination Chamber really feels like a big pay-per-view in itself.
3: Sure. Uh, genuinely excited to see, like, this, you know, it does. It feels like like great wrestling. We talked about it with the Omega Osprey thing. It feels like a movie you're watching, you know, and... um and with this, it's like that that Emmy winning thing. You know, I, I don't think you know people were talking about. Does this deserve to be nominated for an Emmy? I don't think so, obviously. But um, but it it is must see TV for uh, uh, fans of this shit, you know. And so to be like, oh my god, I cannot wait to tune in for the main event of this on Saturday, um, and knowing that it's going to be like not just something cool, but like an event that I'm going to remember for the rest of the year that we're going to talk about come December. It feels like going uh, to see well the do, fucking uh, Avengers movies. Yeah, when they um, were since, when they were good. Since uh, yeah. Mike,
2: uh, since Mike gave his high spot and he just had to jump, uh, why don't we just do our high spot, low spot real quick and uh, wrap this thing up? Uh, Scott, what was your uh, high spot, low spot of the week?
3: Oh, my high spot was I went to a GCW show on a Saturday, right? Uh, and the reason it was a high—I'd never been to a GCW show, I don't think. But there was no weapons or anything on this. This was a juniors tournament. And it was so damn good. It started at 2 p.m. There was one show. I didn't go to that show. um. But then the finals was at 8. And I went to that. It was right down the street from me. And I saw Speedball Mike Bailey, who I'm watching this. And I'm like, this is one of the best wrestlers I've ever seen, right? Yeah. And then I literally, I just go on my Twitter and it pops up Dax from uh, FTR. Uh, He wrote nine hours ago. I think this was my favorite singles match of 2022. And it's a match with Speedball Mike Bailey. And he said, Speedball is one of the most talented wrestlers I've ever seen in my 19-year career. And I watched this tournament with him. And then the finals was him versus Jordan Oliver, who is also unreal. Jordan Oliver. I wish I had all these guys' names down. Oh, wait, I do. It's on the back of this shirt. But I don't feel like taking it off. But um, everybody in this tournament who I saw was unbelievable. And Jordan Oliver won. But that was my high spot, man. It was just so damn fun to watch and low spot Her... i don't know i mean you know AEW. it was a bad episode of tv but i don't think it was like uh reprehensible it was just not good uh so i do not know what my low spot is did anybody pass away in wrestling no right jerry Here's jared good.
2: but so no Oh, well,
3: Robert! Don't do that to me. No, uh, you know what? That is my low spot. And Mike Jeff is a, a really nice point.
2: guy, man. Like
0: wait, even
3: wait. <laughs> oh, no, just a great
2: guy, but Jerry.
3: I've
1: heard
2: what too many stories to be, to be like, yeah.
0: yeah. That's my s- low spot. A man who was nice to me. His dad is dead. Recipes. Jerry. Yeah, Jerry, sure. I'll I'll, I'll Jerry, give it to Jerry. Jeffrey.
3: And and I'll I'll even say this. My low spot is it might have affected. Like what Mike said, the way I view dynamite because Max did make fun of him, which is hilarious because we've just made fun of him this entire episode. But there was something about looking at Jeff, like, oh, geez, all right, that's a little uncomfortable, and it was uncomfortable for a moment, and I don't know why, but it was. So yeah, Jerry Jarrett passing away is my low spot.
2: Uh, my my high spot was, like I said, the Patrick Mahomes with the uh, WWE title, and actually. Treating it respectfully as opposed to playing it as a joke I just thought was really cool. My low spot was the the whole Conan thing with uh, Takeshita. Uh, I don't know.
0: Wait, what is this?
2: So Conan on his show took umbrage with the fact that Takeshita last week on Dynamite did the uh Eddie spot before the Frog Splash. And he's like, only Latinos should be able to do that. not a, Not a Japanese wrestler. That and then Miro took Didn't shots Logan at Logan do
0: it. Logan Paul do it.
2: Everyone did it. Nobody. It's not a big deal at all. Like Conan came across like a fucking tone deaf idiot, and then Miro called him out, and then Conan tried. to was like, "Nah, dude, I was just joking." Like, kind of like your career is a joke, and Miro, like, it, it's so fucking embarrassing, Conan. Um, his his behavior on it. The initial comment was ignorant and stupid. Uh, taking shots at Miro, like Miro needs to be in a better position used on TV and not in this situation, but it's just fucking ugly and sad. And uh, that's definitely my, my low spot of the week.
3: Yeah, I saw Damn. that. I, I thought that was super, uh, super corny of a uh, con. I mean, I, I, I my lowest
0: spot is, you know, uh, again, condolences to Jeff high spot, you know, going to raw live was a blast. Yeah. Uh, a lot of fun shout out josh who got got me tickets um i uh i also was you know what i was really kind of happy to hear that thunder rosa came back and i don't know like i have no idea what the fucking backstage heat was between her and the other but like it seems like she like took a step to smooth it over so it gives me hope in the markiest mark of my heart that somehow in two months cm punk is going to come back they're going to smooth things over Apparently the Bucks and Tony are fighting now too. So that's not great. Uh, and that we're going to get this amazing angle that we've, that we've all dreamed about and that both companies will be amazing. Um, but I don't know if that's going to happen.
2: <laughs> Either way, what's going to be amazing is our show next week, the roast of Ahmed Johnson and our elimination chamber review. Uh, we'll, we'll go to plugs real quick and then uh, then we'll go. Cause I got to run uh, Scott. What do you want to plug?
3: uh my other podcast out for smokes with mike racine and sean mccarthy uh and you know this one's uh t-shirts wrestle roast t-shirts on pro wrestling tees uh as well as our patreon check Uh, that out peace peace uh
2: you can follow me on twitter at ww creative underscore ish and uh I will still be doing the $10 something of sports entertainment with tier breaking down raw every week and then doing extra bonus shows. Uh, Dan, take us home.
0: Uh, I am um, doing uh, my special on March 2nd at eight and 10 at Brooklyn comedy club, Anthony DeVito and Adrian Iapolucci are going to be on the show. I think it's going to be, it's going to be a blast, man. I hope everyone can get out there. I want to sell both shows out, but I need to sell the first show out. So please come out uh, my, uh, you know, you can find the connection to it on my website or on my Instagram. And uh, yeah, that's about, uh, that's about all I want. Just come to this damn special, please. Thank you.
2: And before you do, wash your hands.
0: Wash your goddamn hands.